Hello and welcome to episode 195 of Travel Stories from the Back Again and Gone podcast, being recorded in the beautiful home office of Chateau Relaxo, Florida, and it's time to report on my first flight of 2024, and we'll throw in some January crazy travel news as well. Thanks for listening. Hello, if you are a new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. Tonight, I am partaking in a Cigar City Brewing High Lie, an IPA, weighing in at a hefty 7.5 APV. So like the title suggests, this was the first flight of 2024 and it came with a couple of firsts for this trip. Since I wanted a direct flight from O-Town to LaGuardia, my choices were limited, such as in take it or leave it, JetBlue. Now, the CEO had flown JetBlue into D.C. during December, and since JetBlue was now CEO approved, I clicked purchase. In 23 years of business travel, a JetBlue flight was truly a first. The second first was that JetBlue flies out of the new Terminal C at MCO. And while I have yet to fly out of Terminal C, I've picked up a bunch of people and dropped off a bunch of people. I had not been there or been inside the terminal. After three trips around Terminal C, I finally found the entrance to daily parking. And side note, my Monday morning through Friday afternoon parking fee was $120. Now, Terminal C opened in 2022, and it houses international flights as well as JetBlue. And I was really looking forward to seeing what all the hype was about. The terminal is absolutely beautiful. It's bright, it's modern, well laid out. I had breakfast at Einstein Bagels, where a bacon, egg, and cheese bagel only set me back $7, which is reasonable for an airport breakfast. As I was sitting at the gate, I started thinking about how this terminal, Terminal C, compares with Terminal B, where I fly out of when I fly southwest. Terminal A and Terminal B, if you've never been to MCO, share a central common area complete with shops and a food court. And with Terminal A and Terminal B, you have to take the air train from the terminals to the actual gates. Once at the gates, the whole area is just very dated. Uh, MCO was opened in 1981, and I'm sure while they've updated the carpet and the seats and the gate desks along the way, it still throws off 1981 vibes. And it's probably due to the overall architecture and the hideous amount of mosaic floor tiles. My last trip to LaGuardia was November of 2019, and upon landing and deplaning, I had forgotten how updated and modern these terminals were. The last major airport that opened was Denver International, and that was, believe it or not, 1985, almost 20 years ago. Now think about this, if you travel or spend time picking people up at airports, every single airport is under some sort of construction Yet, unless it's a whole new terminal, like Terminal C at MCO, all airports seem dated. Just think about it next time you're at the airport. For my JetBlue flight, I was in boarding group B since I had no status with JetBlue and no way to purchase boarding with group A. However, I did have a reserved seat, which was nice compared to Southwest's seating policy where you get to pick your reserved seat once you sit down in it. And since I've spent the last seven years flying Southwest, who has a very different boarding process, I had forgotten about what we call gate lice. Those are the people in boarding group D who crowd the gate area when they start calling for group A to board. They were in full force in both Orlando as well as LaGuardia. However, the LaGuardia crowd seemed a bit more aggressive, but I attributed that to them being in New York where everything seems to be a grind. For the flight, JetBlue staff, very pleasant, very welcoming. 
The flight was uneventful, except that the seat back entertainment wasn't working, but the Wi-Fi was. It was free, easy to connect to, and much easier to connect to than Southwest free Wi-Fi. And with Southwest free Wi-Fi, you can only watch what they offer and there's no surfing the web. Return trip, just about the same. However, the Seatback Entertainment did work and offered a plethora of movies, music, and TV shows. And in case you're curious, JetBlue gives you a whole can of soda and two snacks. I am based out of New Jersey, and my last visit there, again, was November 2019. For the last 20-plus years, I've stayed at the Hilton Inn and Suites Fairfield right off Route 46. And during most of my stays, I was upgraded, and the upgraded room usually had a, a seating area with a large kitchen area. The whole lobby area had been completely made over in the last few years, and it looked amazing. This visit, I got the room of all rooms, though, and the desk clerk kind of prepped me for it. When I opened the door, I walked in and was greeted with a conference room. And that conference room contained a giant 12-seat conference table and a 70-inch TV there was also a kitchen area with a wet bar, a fridge, another TV, as well as a sofa. The bedroom was very typical of a Hilton, but it also included yet another fridge as well as another TV. The best part of this Hampton Inn is that it is connected to Calandra's Mediterranean Grill, where the food absolutely amazing. There's a happy hour every evening. Tuesday night is all pizzas are only $11.00. And Calandras has a side hustle, and it's a bakery, and that bakery provides all of the bread for the Hampton Inn free daily breakfast. Other than not being able to pump your gas or make a left-hand turn at an intersection, the Jersey trip was very uneventful. So let's jump into a little bit of January Crazy Travel Roundup. And since I'm a foodie and I love road food, let's open with this from one mile at a time. Hilton Toronto Airport makes guests sign waiver for a medium burger. While one mile at a time posted this, it originally came from Reddit, where the original poster said this, I ordered my burger medium. The waiter took it with no question, no comment. She brought it and it looked great. When I had my first bite, she brought me a release form and said, we always make our burgers well done, but since you wanted it medium, now you should sign this. I've been to Canada. And we talked about it in episodes 120 and 121. First, I don't consider Canada a true food mecca, maybe with poutine, but certainly not when it comes to beef. Second, I don't recall any beef product that I have ever ordered was anything above medium rare. Call me a monster, but beef above 140 degrees starts bordering on carbon dating. And third, why would you ever serve a patron some sort of a Hilton legal team release after the patron already took the first bite. Would I sign the release? Uh, not no, but hell no. Time for our first January Pervy McPervington story, and this comes from Outkick.com. CBS sports host Katie Mox posted that all of her bras and underwear were stolen on a recent Delta trip. Katie Mox arrived in Fort Lauderdale, thank you Florida, and went straight to her hotel room, and as she started going through her luggage, she determined that someone stole all of her underwear while on the Delta flight. So Katie took to Instagram like most of us would and posted, this is going to sound insane. I just got to my hotel room. I was unpacking my bag and I noticed it had been opened. But then reality kicked in as she went to where her underwear and bras were and they were missing. Mox summed it up with this. It's crazy that my jewelry and my shoes are fine, but my underwear is gone. Mox then went to Walmart for a restock. 
And we talk about kinks on almost every single episode. And the only way to thwart this kind of a kink is by putting an air tag in your clean underwear. But if this is your kink, I'm sure there are several sites out there that you can visit. Time for our second Pervy McPervington story. And actually, it's an update from a story in September of 2023. It came from Live and Let's Fly. Here are the cliff notes. A 14-year-old girl rose to use the lavatory in economy class on a September 2nd, 2023 flight. There was a line. Male flight attendant approached her and told her that she could use the first class lab, but he needed to wash his hands first, and he remained in the lab for approximately a minute or so. Stepping out of the lab, he told her that the toilet seat was broken, but not the toilet itself. When she entered the lab, she observed red tape over the toilet seat but then noticed a mobile camera taped to the seat. The camera flash was lit and on, suggesting it was recording. And I'll post a picture of this setup in the show notes. Fast forward to January 2024, and federal prosecutors have arrested the former American Airlines flight attendant identified as 37-year-old Estes Carter Thompson III, one of the three named people in the world, who just so happens to be from Charlotte, North Carolina. So here's how calculated and creepy this guy is. When investigators met Thompson in Boston, he had already restored the iPhone to factory settings, very calculated. But in searching his baggage, investigators found 11 additional inoperative Cading equipment stickers identical to what had been used to secure the phone and the toilet seat lid. Calculated and creepy. Upon searching his iCloud account, they found four additional instances from the period of January to August 23, in which a minor was recorded in the lab. Those victims were 7, 9, 11, and 14. Police also found over 50 images of a nine-year-old unaccompanied minor who had flown with Thompson. Totally creepy. Now, Thompson's been charged with two counts, including attempted sexual exploitation of children and possession of child pornography depicting a prepubescent minor. The family, as they should, is now seeking a payday via a lawsuit against the flight attendant as well as American Airlines. Against the flight attendant, invasion of privacy, civil liability for the criminal act of secretly peeping, intentional infliction of emotional stress. Against American Airlines, it basically comes down to negligence, negligent hiring, negligent supervision, or negligent retention. Now, not sure if I agree with suing American Airlines, but they probably have deeper pockets than good old Thompson, but this family will hit a payday as they should. Time for a second update, and this was a story we did not report on. Last November, Live and Let's Fly posted woman drops pants and squats to pee on aisle floor when flight attendant denies her laboratory access on a thank you Florida flight. So this month, Live and Let Fly posted an update. To bring you up to speed, in November, a female passenger needed to use the lab during the plane's descent. She was denied, as she would be. She held it until the aircraft landed, but then sprung up to use the lab as soon as it touched down in Philadelphia, denied again. Next, the woman was captured on video saying, I'm ready to pee over here. Sorry, everybody, then pulled down her pants, exposing herself to the cabin around her, including a little boy right beside her, and then squatted on the aisle floor. Nice. As passengers yelled in surprise and dismay, she yelled back, let me use the lab. I don't give an F. I gotta pee but she changed her mind and quickly stood up and pulled up her pants. During this time, the woman took time to threaten to kill passengers who stood in her way. Turns out the woman is Dulles Hernitas, age 60, and now faces a number of charges, including interference with flight crew members and attendants, simple assault, indecent exposure, 
On top of all that, she faces a fine of $355,000 and up to 21 years in prison, followed by three years of supervised release. While she is unlikely to be hit with the maximum jail sentence, it is likely that she will face some time behind bars and will be hit with the fine. To top it all off, it has emerged that she may have been intoxicated and the reason she had to go was because she had consumed two cocktails on the flight. And what do we always say about drinking on an airplane? The next story comes from, you could have seen this coming. Hertz is selling 20,000 of their electric vehicles in order to buy gasoline cars instead. This is roughly a third of Hertz's electric fleet. Hertz was the first car rental company to place a major investment in e-vehicles. For me, an EV doesn't fit into my car lifestyle of not refueling until I hit my 50 mile indicator, but I was still looking forward and possibly still am to renting a Tesla at some point. Now, the reason that Hertz is willing to take this $245 million loss, and that must've been one hell of a meeting, it wasn't that people were turning in the cars with an empty battery or even being stranded because they forgot to recharge the battery. The reason is that EVs have been hurting Hertz's financials, and while EVs cost less to maintain, they have higher damage repair costs as well as higher depreciation. As EV prices decline in the new car market, it has pushed down the resale value of Hertz's used EV rental cars. And just remember, folks, it's always about the money. Finishing up with this, if you thought there would be a newer, better version of Flight Club in the Sky with the looming merger of JetBlue and Spirit, Put your movie snacks down, it's not going to happen, or at least not right now. Federal Judge William Young blocked JetBlue's acquisition of Spirit Airlines, citing JetBlue's plan would eliminate the unique competition that Spirit provides, and about half of all ultra-low-cost airline seats in the industry. That leaves tens of millions of travelers to face higher fares and fewer options. The first visual sign of the merger being called off was Spirit Airlines stock shares plunged 60% initially, reducing the airline's cap by nearly $1 billion within about five minutes. JetBlue shares jumped up around 10% initially, but they settled back down near what they opened up in the market that day. This will be interesting as it's doubtful that either one of these airlines will be able to exist on their own, so stay tuned for an appeal. Well, there you have it, episode 195, my first flight of 2024, mixed with some January crazy travel. If you want detailed show notes, links, and pictures, head over to podpage.com slash travel hyphen stories. Visit us at Substack, travelstories.substack.com. You can leave me a message at Anchor. Shoot me an email at travelfrick at gmail.com. That's travelfrick at gmail.com. And as I always say, travel safe, stay safe, and thanks for listening.